Hello, everybody. Welcome to our movie yearbook. I'm Tim. And I'm Willie. Willie, we're going to get into it here. All right. Let's um, do it, man. We're gonna, we've got some feedback right off the top that we're going to talk about. Right oh, now. right. We're just going to yeah. jump right into it. Check out the Game Nerds. They've got all sorts of cool stuff going on. I think West, West, Westworld FM is wrapped up for now. Yeah, season's over. Season's um, over. I think no one's sure if there's going to be another season of Westworld. Um, I think that's kind of we're not sure yet. I think most things, yeah, on HBO Max are kind of <laughs> who knows, <laughs> except for yeah. except for the Game of Thrones. It's going to end up being uh, like nine Game of Thrones spinoffs on HBO Max because that thing is like killing it too. And they'll all do crazy numbers. <laughs> yeah, if there is one show that is like proof that Twitter is not real, it's like this new Game of Thrones because all I heard on Twitter was how terrible Game of Thrones and how nobody wanted to see more of it. And then I look at like ten million people are watching it every week. And it's, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Um, anyway, Steve wrote in. We we talked about the three great movies, which I thought was a very fun segment. Three great movies from film directors. Yeah. And Steve wrote in with a couple of his. Uh, and he had a very good one here to start off with that I didn't even think of. But Rob Reiner. Oh, gosh, yeah. Stand By Me, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men. I think those are all in a row, too. Yeah. So, that's th- killer. That is a killer one. But I don't think of Rob Reiner as a horror director. That's the only thing. Right. And I think but I think Steve was kind of building off where we left he's, it. No, yeah, he's right. He's he's like 100% right. Yes. Yeah. Um cuz then he also he he backs us up on Tarantino, Jackie Around is a great is great period double space. That with Res Dogs and Pulp Fiction is one of the greatest free film runs of all time. Then he says uh David Fincher. And this is this is Fincher, borderline. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have him on horror directors, but He's got Alien Three here, but Seven, The Game, Fight Club, too. So I like all three of those movies. Seven, The Game, and Fight Club. Funny enough, I think Fight Club is my least favorite of the three. He says take off either bookend of that, depending on taste, and it's still impressive. I would, I'd say so. I Fitcher's, I mean, Fitcher's pretty solid. For yeah, me. yeah, he's yeah, I yeah, Alien Three, I I can't say is a great movie, but but I think you could argue for the other. I would go with that. And then he calls me out specifically. Oh, no. He says, also, I know Tim, <laughs> this is why we will not be asking for any more feedback from <laughs> anybody. If they're going to be calling me out, I do not like this. Never again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he says, also, I know Tim isn't the biggest Spielberg fan, which, a correction here. So, Steve Steve is remembering something. I, was, I went on a rant, or I, I screamed one time um, <laughs> that I hated Steven Spielberg, when actually I, I quite like Spielberg. Now, I think as I've gotten older, I've appreciated Spielberg much more than when I was younger. But, yeah, uh, I like his stuff. Yeah. He was surprised to hear me dismiss Hook in 1941. And to that I will say, I didn't dismiss Hook. I just think we have to we had to draw a line there between like what's a great movie and what's a good I don't think I think I said on the episode like I, I don't think Hook is a great movie. I think it's a great movie, but like I get it. And I also yeah. said, yeah, 1941 is an acquired taste, in my opinion. And I think most people point to that as one of his worst movies. So there you yeah. go. That, that, that's all I'll have to say on that's that. That's fair. <laughs> to defend myself. Also, I had some feedback from uh, my parents who oh. unfortunately started listening to the show <laughs> and some of the things I say out here. But uh, no, they um they want us to cover a Hallmark movie. They said, you guys should do Hallmark movie. Oh. So I don't know. If, I wonder if there's like a Halloween. There's got to be a Hallmark. There's like like a like a um, horror romantic ghost something. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Uh, <laughs> Tim's parents. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you want to send us some suggestions for Hallmark horror movies that you might be aware of, you can do that. Or if you want to give Tim shit for his Spielberg, uh, what the hell? Spielberg <laughs> takes what is this? or anything else. Walking. Don't up give this. me shit. Just give Tim shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Horrormovieyearbook.gmail.com. I deserve it. <laughs> I probably do too. 
at HM Yearbook on Twitter. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us through Horror of Yearbook. Yeah. Just remember, yeah, yeah. though, you give me shit. I will always have the last word because I have I have the podcast. I'm on a podcast. That's and true. Like, I, if you decide to come back at me with something, I can just go, guess what? I'm not going to read that. That's I, true. <laughs> so just You'll automatically. <laughs> um, I do want to mention we did get an email. Um, okay. Uh, piece of feedback as well. Okay. Um, from Alex. Uh, okay. Founder. Um, who mentioned that he's a bit behind. So he apologizes. Yeah, you should be sorry. Um, it's not like you got anything else going on in your life. Um, things that make you squirm. We talked about oh, this a while okay. ago. Um, and he had mentioned that his is kind of uh, tangentially related to Nikki's fingernail, toenail, peeling off squirminess. Um, Alex is a thing for Im- the Im- impaling limbs, fingers, etc. on metal nails. Okay, so uh, so say that again. So impaling, impaling limbs. Oh, so like on metal. Uh, so like, um, I'm thinking of uh, is Army of Darkness where he steps down on the nail. Right. Yeah. So he specifically mentions uh, there's a a bit in uh, the ring where the ring video shows like a, a finger being slowly pressed into a nail, and then he also mentions Marv and Home Alone stepping on the basement steps. Oh, that is that is tough. Okay, so so it's 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 just it's nails you, going into into flesh. You ever uh, stepped on a nail? I have. I have. Yes, I have. So yeah, it wasn't bad enough. My situation wasn't bad enough for me to like have it be one of my like all time. Holy shit! I hurt myself moments. So it must not have been that bad. Like I think it got like part of the way in before I. Like you kind of realize pretty quick. Mm. If you're lucky enough to like catch it, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's good. that was my situation. I didn't get it all the way up there, right? So that's nice. Um, I have a scar, but it's not really. It was a nail. So I worked in a stock room for a little bit, yeah. And I would have to sometimes bring down like we'd ha- we'd stack dryers too high, mm. and on the bottom of dryers, um, it, it has that hole in the bottom. Yep. of the box and there was a nail sticking out of it and it went it dug right in. I still have a scar on my knee like because I used to bring it down onto my legs and then put it down like but this that. one had the nail and it had the nail and it went right in there still got it down didn't break it either but nice. they had the, well the customer probably had some blood out of the that's <laughs> gnarly though yeah that's gnarly um yeah. oof man yeah that's no thank you good so uh, hopefully we've uh, made Alex squirm a little bit more I sure one can hope I once pierced a friend's ear with a with a nail. Well, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> we were really drunk uh, and very young. Is that okay? And I had that's one... not safe at all. No, it's a drywall nail, <laughs> and I think it was taken out of the wall. How did you use. do this? Can you explain it? Uh, we heated up the nail, which didn't really matter because it wasn't a needle; it was a nail. Like a thick nail. I were was this some sort of like sanitizing thing though? Or no? Like isn't that We wiped it off with like an yeah. alcohol pad. Good. At least you were safe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did that and we wiped the ear off. And then we numbed the ear with ice. Okay. And then we took an apple, you know, and stuck it on the back because you're supposed to like oh, keep that it in a there thing? for a minute. Yeah, like you keep something behind it. Oh, and it, like an apple would yeah. Yeah, like a like a slice of apple so you can like it can stay in there for a hot second. I don't know why Apple was the one we went with, but like it seemed like it makes sense. But when I tell you, when I tell you I pierced his ear, or you think of ear piercing, it's pretty in and out, right? Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> this was like pushing and forcing. 
<laughs> the nail through the oh ear. My God. <laughs> it was horrific. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he listens to this. I'm still pals with the guy. I don't know how he would. I mean, I, this was not. Well, my... They, I, this doesn't sound like something you would come up. This some was sort not of my scheme idea. of on your no, own. This was not my idea. Do I know but this person? I, uh, I think you might have met him. Met at him. Some point. Okay. Yeah. My okay. friend Ben. Benny. Okay. Briefly, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was. It was. Uh... Yeah, it was rough. Um, and then they wanted to pierce my ear, and I said, "Not with that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not with that. We did. We did pierce my ear that night." But we found an actual like sewing needle. Okay, yeah. so good because I only had one ear pierced. I was like, I want to do the, the other one. You know, I didn't want to go with the hair. Do you have an Ford. ear? My both my ears are pierced. Are your ears pierced? I've never. Mm-hmm. Seen, have you ever worn an earring? No, not. Well, I have. Or, or, I mean, sure, you have. But I I've, used to wear okay. hoops and stuff. You know, and or or st- whatever. No, I mean it's probably closed up at this point. Okay, but yeah, they're both pierced. So. I didn't know that. One no. of them I got legitimately done, like the way you're supposed to. And the other Good. one I did in like a kitchen. The other one might still be open. Yeah, the one. You- <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? That one healed better than the one I got professionally done. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, maybe you missed your calling. <sighs> maybe, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> a back like a black market yeah, ear is, piercings. Yeah. Alex has passed out at this point. <laughs> He's fainted. Hey, you know what? You know what else made somebody squirm? Yeah. This John Carpenter interview that Hell we yeah. read. The, uh, this was in the New Yorker. I was thinking above about um, introducing a segment, and maybe you can help me name it right now. Because like this week in John Carpenter doesn't make any sense because we don't do things weekly. and But every once in a while, John pops up with something like that garage sale he had the one time. Or... I think we should just once once an episode just say Carpenter updates. And then just... Carpenter's Corner? Carpenter's Corner. And then just like talk about his tweets. Talk about his yeah. Talk about what he's up to on social What's media. What's he doing? <laughs> What's just or if he's been in the news like he was this week for? Because uh, he's my favorite. The the only thing that like horror sites have picked up on that I've noticed in this is how he says like Halloween ends might not be the last one. Which duh, <laughs> no shit. Um, but there is there is a ton of gold in this New Yorker interview. There's some good stuff. I will say this ahead of time. Yes. This guy, this interviewer, Adam Naiman. Does a killer job. He goes into it knowing what he's, I think, what he's dealing with. A notoriously tough interview with John Carpenter, yes. And I think he does an incredible job of keeping Carpenter as engaged as he does. We talked about this offline, but he has a a very obvious strategy here, which is warm him up with basketball and video game talk. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Which I told you has always been like in my fantasy mind, like, fantasy scenario of like okay get to interview carpenter for something um i'm gonna try and like ease into it with a little bit of basketball and video games more video games because i don't know a lot about if i was there with you i think i could help you out with the basketball so we'd be able to i think we could the two of us could might be able to break break (laughs) the break break the shell (laughs) but then we'd bring up like we couldn't help but bring up like the thing and he'd be like Are we done? <laughs> That's what happens multiple times. The only thing I told you at first was like, this is, I text you, like, it's not a great interview, fair warning. And then I rewrite it, I'm like, it's a pretty good interview, honestly, for, on the Carpenter, you have to grade Carpenter on interviews scale. on a curve. Yes. I've, I've read slash seen worse. Yeah. Um, I will say this, what I think I figured out through this interview with Carpenter is that everybody holds on to Carpenter's movies and holds these movies like Halloween, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, The Fox, so on and so forth, in this high regard, and they're like, incredibly important parts 
for many of us of our childhood or of our of our uh, life as fans of film. But for Carpenter, he makes a movie and he moves on. Yes, he's not attached to that stuff. When it's, it's a job over. to him. Yeah. He's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done. He might have some fond memories, but he doesn't really want to talk about it. He's over it. And he is. Uh, there are. There is a. He's. I don't think he's a bitter old man or anything like this. So I don't want this to come across that way. But he, there is some bitterness to certain movies uh, in his filmography. The Thing, especially, and it's because it was his big budget movie at the time, and it was supposed to be this big thing, and it bombed. Break and yeah. now, now he is a little bit cranky about people that go like, "This is one of the greatest movies ever made." And he's like, "Yeah, where were you then?" <laughs> so at least I could say, "Not born." Right, right. Yeah, he, he needs to be a little bit more. Like John, my dad went. So, <laughs> but you're right. It, I mean, it it's a different mindset. I think a lot of uh, than what we're maybe used he's to. He's not now. an ego. He, he's he doesn't have a huge ego. No, he doesn't. He's not pretentious at all. He's like the antithesis of that. Yeah. To where it's almost like too much in the opposite direction. Where it's almost like I really don't want to talk about this. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, you see a lot of directors being interviewed, and I'm not saying that they do have big egos. A lot of them do. But, like, where they, they like, just gush over their own stuff. Yes. You know, whereas he's like, okay. Like, yeah, I made the movie. <laughs> Kurt Russell's a nice guy. Well, great. I, I screenshotted a couple yes. things here um, sure. the, from the interview. So the, it'll be, like, interviewer. I'll, I'll go through a couple. Do you read a lot about the NBA or listen to basketball podcasts? The inter- interview asks. And he goes, or do you just watch the game? And John just goes, I watch the games. <laughs> Can you imagine John listening to any podcast, by the way? That was why I brought this up. No. <laughs> no. So I know he's not listening to this. I don't think John's done a podcast, which tells me he has zero interest. In- <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Okay, I'm going to be Mr. John Carpenter Defender here. Yeah, but no, for sure. Go for it. Can I do that? Absolutely. And I think you would agree with this. As I get older, I don't have time for shit I don't understand. I'm not, I don't want to understand it. I, we've like, joked- I, accept, I accept that, it, that things exist. I'm happy about that. I think it's great. Like I like I podcasting obviously I'm I'm you know, but like when like TikTok, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's like videos, right? Like I don't <laughs> TikTok? Like, TikTok? I don't wanna I don't wanna there are I don't certain wanna download <laughs> yeah. the, the app. Yeah. I don't wanna become a TikToker. There are certain things I'm okay with young people having. Yeah, and I'm cool without <laughs> yeah, it. I, I'm yes. good. If somebody wants to send me a TikTok, I'll do uh, I'll yeah, watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. I watch yeah. the TikTok. And I might chuckle, but like I'm not gonna get but if I have to, like, I don't have the app, so if you send me a TikTok and I've got to um, do the thing where i got to slide the puzzle piece yeah. into the puzzle, I'm not doing it unless no. <laughs> I look at that and I go, it's too much work. So, like, John is quite a bit older than us. He's probably like, I don't want to do the pod, like, podcast? Yeah. Why don't, why don't, I don't, like, I don't have. What am I going to do? Talk about my movies? Like, I don't want to talk about my movies. Yeah, and I don't have time you guys for it. I don't have time for this. Uh, I already know, I already, I already learned what radio is. I don't need to learn what a podcast is. Like he's like over it. I get that. I feel more and more that way as the years roll on. Uh, so the interview is. This is my other one of my favorite friends. So this is comes right after he goes. Um, you were a shooter, or did you play inside? He's asking about John Carpenter playing basketball, and John goes, "I was a forward." Now tell me about Toronto. What's happening there? Because the interview is from Toronto. He goes, at the interviewer goes, you mean the basketball city or the team? John goes, the city. <laughs> I made a movie in Toronto a few years ago. It's very funny to me that John is just like, hey, what's happening in old Toronto? What's going on over there? I, I, I like, <laughs> this is a kind of version where he's like, I really don't want to talk about playing basketball. 
you know? Yeah, like, he, yeah. I don't like. I don't have anything to say about it. I played forward in like high school. In probably. high school, yeah. What do you want me to tell you about that? This like, is one of those things like an interviewer finds very interesting because like it's an unknown thing about yeah. John Carpenter, and he's hoping for John to open up. Yes, maybe tell us a story we've never heard before. I think it's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. But um, John doesn't give a shit. <laughs> if he's oh, like if he's over talking about the movies he made in his like adult career, he certainly is over talking about like he has no interest in talking about further back than you know what I mean. Yeah, but it, it's very sweet of John, I think, to be like, so let's talk Toronto. He's <laughs> giving him go- he's just, what's going on over there. What's up? <laughs> I learned that he has a helicopter's license. I did not know Had that. No, that. Okay, that was a new that one. That was interesting. Yeah, yes. he talks about he got his pilot's license in 82 or 83, um, and he was off and running. He talks a lot about, like, he's like this is something the interviewer should have chased, and yeah. he, this is where he goes into the thing, and he goes, you didn't fly any of the helicopters in the thing, did you? And John just goes, no. Um, so, but yeah, John is a helicopter pilot. That's, that was cool to know. I would have thrown in there, though. I would have talked about, asked him about, like, you know, um, yeah, you know, like, like, talk about some like helicopter safety in film. Like, how do you how do you prep? A, like, how do you right? Like, in situations where you've had to use a helicopter in a film, I think he had to use. He certainly had to use them in the thing. He had to use them in *Memoirs of an Invisible Man*. There's a big helicopter stunt, I believe, in that film. Like, how like because there was obviously the *Twilight Zone* accent. I might bring that up. Be like, you know, this is something that they've we've had to change. Like, do you, you know, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. There's there's yeah. an avenue to go there. I feel like where you could keep it in the film realm, but not like I don't know. This right here is one of uh, I like this, and I think John. Yeah. I'm gonna we're we're speaking for John a little bit here, but I don't care. Um, I think he's b- playing a little bit of Columbo, like play, kind of playing dumb, like because he goes Halloween definitely has that with Jamie Lee Curtis, and that character became the archetype for the final, the idea of the final girl. And he goes, "Where does that come from?" The final girl, John says. I think he knows this <laughs> to me, but he then the interviewer goes on to tell him that it was um, Carol J. Clover called Men, Women, and Chainsaws. Yeah. She writes about how this character, and a lot of people forget that. Um, a lot of people coined in that, yeah. Yeah, it was coined in that book, and like that wasn't really an archetype before Halloween. Like Carpenter wasn't using that. I think sometimes that gets it gets kind of lumped in as a the final girl, but really that's kind of like the prototype, the archetype, yeah. Yeah, and then of course, like Laurie Strode has become a final girl since then, you know, like in subsequent sequels and stuff like that. Yes, um, he's used this because he, he talks a little bit about being there. Um, he mentions like Orson Welles coming to his film school, mm-hmm. and he talks about and this kind of what we were talking about earlier with him not being pretentious at all. He goes, "Film school was a pretentious time. One thing Orson Welles did was downplay the pretension of making movies." He talks, uh, I can't remember the. He talks about the plumbing of filmmaking, yeah. like that's what he focuses. They can on. teach you the plumbing, but they can't teach you yes talent. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, he talks a little bit about that and how kind of amazing that was. But I thought that was really interesting, too, because that, like you said, kind of sums up his mindset towards filmmaking. Um, it is kind of a job for him. And I think I do think that, I mean, obviously, there's some artistry in his movies, but he, he treats it like work. And that's why he's so bad about uh, money sometimes. <laughs> um, another great moment was um, the directors. They're talking about these directors getting he wondering if he had a, how much interaction he had with people like Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, and Francis Ford Coppola. And John says, no, I don't know those bums or guys. And he goes, I know the horror directors. Oh, uh, he loved that. Yes. <laughs> that was a shot. <laughs> yes. I was friends with all of them, Toby Hooper and George Romero, those guys. And the guy goes, you're a big fan of Romero? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I like that part. I thought that oh, was yeah. heartwarming. I love – that's something I would have pushed on, too. Like, I would love to know the extent of their relationship or friendship. 
Because those like those are my like those are my guys. Those two guys, and they're so different. Yeah, in terms of um, like personality, like George was like Grandpa George, like or like Uncle George, like he was like this like a big sweet teddy bear of a man. Yes, and then like John's like the grouchy uncle. Like so, like I'm I don't know. I'd just be curious to hear about like I'd want to know more about their like interactions and and stuff like that. I would wonder. I wonder if he would open up to something like that. Or if he would close off, like, I don't want to talk about George. You know, I don't know. Right. I'm curious. Me too, me too. Um, this was, I don't think I've heard him talk in this way before. This is when um, the interviewer asked him, asks him if there was a last straw in his career. Mm. And he says, it was just a culmination, but he says, on Ghosts of Mars, I was exhausted. That was the big thing. I remember seeing a behind-the-scenes feature, and it showed me on set working, sitting in the scoring section session and he said god i aged tired and ancient and i thought i can't do this anymore it was too rough for me it became not worth it and i didn't know what i wanted to say about movies movies are my first love my life then he goes but anyway why am i telling you this this is not something i want to talk about i thought that was a great moment in this interview because it does kind of give a peek to why he hasn't (laughs) made i know he made uh what's the movie with amber heard oh yeah uh, He's made God. that since Ghost of Mars. I can't even remember the name of it. No, right I now. don't either. <laughs> the Ward, the Ward, which I am convinced <laughs> he did not direct. I'm convinced he had his name on that. I still and he did do still cig- seen it. He directed cig- cigarette burns and pro life um, for massive horrors. But yeah, and those for better and for worse feel like him. They do. The Ward doesn't. Um, so yeah, but I thought that was an interesting because I don't think I've ever heard him say that like that like the breaking point no it was interesting and i I will say this this to me this is the like this quote is the closest like window you might get into and i could maybe i'm totally wrong he might like laugh at me for saying this who knows but like this is the closest i get into like why john can be come off as grouchy and stuff sometimes is beyond the fact that maybe he's a little bit grouchy is that like he probably is one of those people who is internally a very emotional person and has a lot of like sentimental things about it. Like he just doesn't want to talk about them because like he internalizes that stuff. He doesn't want to like, yeah. the last thing he wants to do is, is relive all that shit. Like he, it's always there in this under the surface, but like why would he open up that shit? Like, and, that, and put yourself in like his shoes, like a, a bad experience that you've had in your yeah. life. Do you it, want to talk about it? It could be a work experience. Yeah. I've had work experiences where I've worked somewhere for, six months and I'm like, I hate this. I can't like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm at the end of my rope. And if that it's similar, like, no, I do not want to talk about that. No, <laughs> yeah, no like, you don't like, let's <laughs> reopen those wounds. Yeah. So I, I get that. I mean, yeah. Um, he goes on a, the video game stuff. He talks about, uh, he loves fallout 76. He which loves no one loves, which is so funny. He though. says it's game had a rough launch with problems and bugs, but I really like it. Then he says he, an incredible game called horizon forbidden West, astonishing ah. game. Um, and then he says he couldn't get he couldn't play Red Dead Redemption because he couldn't figure out how to get on the so horse. Sweet. Uh, John goes pretty. So it, this this interview was sold as him talking about pro wrestling, but it's really just him talking about Roddy Piper. And but he does. John knows the words uh, kayfabe. John knows kayfabe. He does yeah. Okay. I bet you John knows eighties wrestling. Like I bet you he knows that era of wrestling pretty well. Yes. Yeah, so here's okay. Here are my my new tr- in my fantasy scenarios. Right. Talk wrestling with with Carpenter, right? Like that—that's that's that's a window to open up, yes. right? 
So, because I feel like that's untapped a little bit. When he said kayfabe, I went, oh. So he knows what he's talking about. I bet a lot of that is probably um, soaking that in from just being around Piper all the time. Sure. but um, That's a window. And then also, um, I think if you talked about other people's movies, you might get more from him. I noticed that. Like, He likes yes. to talk about movies, just not necessarily his movies. Yes. So, um, so yeah, he talked a little bit about that. Um, this is when... Yeah, when he comes back at him, he goes, are you accusing me of being a sadist? Because he says, is there a sadistic impulse in playing with the viewer that way? Um, I don't know if he's joking. I don't know how that comes. I think he's joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, t- I mean, this is a- along with his philosophy. I think this is kind of a deep window. You do have to kind of read into it, though. But he says when people enjoy a movie and they're into it and they react to it. I love that. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think that might be why he loves playing music like he why he loves going and playing his playing his scores in front of crowds and stuff because he gets that instant feedback from an audience yeah. without having to deal with the bullshit of making a hollywood picture yeah um or just dealing with people yep. <laughs> um he talks a little bit about kurt russell um i know they were friends i don't know i mean i don't know how close they are still um he talks a little bit about that. They talk a little bit about... Well, yeah, this was the part. He goes, are we okay? Uh, you know, Vampires is a Western. Um, and he goes, eh, sort of. How much more time do you need? He asks the interviewer. And the interviewer goes, are we okay to do another 10 minutes? And John goes, sure, sure. And um, the interviewer asks him, I hope you're not having a bad time. And John goes, I'm having a great time. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of the breaking point where his answers get a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah. you can tell he's over it at that point. Now, let Which, me ask you, do you think he's playing into the grumpiness a little bit like Harrison Ford does? Because Harrison Ford is doing a bit most of the time now. Like, maybe. He's actually cranky, but he's also playing it up. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure John's aware of the reputation he has as far as being a little bit curmudgeon on, on occasion. I mean, he, he could be. He could be. I think he probably just... It comes off as rude in the interview, like kind of dickish in the interview. I almost wonder why that was printed. Like, I don't know, necessarily know that, that needed to be right in there. Um, but, I, I mean, I guess, you know, journalist integrity says you throw it in there. But um, And he, he did was, keep in the part where he says, um, I'm having a great time. Yeah. yeah. I think he probably just legitimately, like, wanted to know, like, hey, how much longer to be... Like, where are we at? You know, like, he's probably got things to do. He's got Fallout 76 to play. <laughs> this, is, this is another thing. He has to keep up with new horror movies, and John answers, yeah, I loved Let the Right One In, which uh, was like, what, 15 or 16 years ago, <laughs> So, uh, So, yeah, that's really... That's a good movie. Yeah, that is. I mean, he's right, but I think that is. I, I mean, he ends up talking a little bit more about the uh, the Warriors. One thing I have to call John out on it. He's a bandwagon fan. He talks about how he's a Lakers fan. Then he jumped over the Warriors, and then last year I remember him tweeting about how great it was the Milwaukee Bucks one. So, John, who you got? I will forgive someone who lives in California for being a fan of multiple California teams. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I, I'll forgive that. But he jumped off the Lakers. He even mentions he jumps off as soon as LeBron becomes. <laughs> LeBron comes. But then he also jumped on the Milwaukee Bucks bed. Where's John from originally? I can't remember. I he's, he's from like Indiana, right? Yeah, Is he I think from- so. <laughs> Indiana. Shouldn't should he be a yeah. pace? Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I love John. I really do. Yeah, final thoughts on this interview. Yeah, it's, it's, look, I, I'll, I'll read any John Carpenter interview because they're, they are at the very least entertaining. Um no, I mean, John's an interesting cat. 
I don't know what else to say about. He was born in New York. You can, but he 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 was raised, I believe, in Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. That's Bowling right, because he went to Bowling Green. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's I think that's closest to the border. Maybe that's why I'm getting confused with Indiana. Yeah. Um, so you can check anybody can check that out. You can read the whole interview. It's. Uh, it's worth a read. Yeah, The New Yorker. Um, John Carpenter is still scary. The director on Conquering Fear, Ignoring His Critics, and The Pleasures of Rebooting Halloween by Adam Naiman. So check it out. Good read. Um, very cool. All right. So, would John- you, uh, yeah. Somebody, like, if somebody emailed you tomorrow and was like, hey, you get to, like, John Carpenter is going to, wants an interview with, which is hilarious because it would never happen. But, like, Let's say, like, would you be nervous about it? Absolutely. And there's a part of me that goes, like, would I turn this down? Or I would, you know what? I would not turn that down because I wouldn't need I would do is I would be like, um, so I would. What does he want to talk about? What does he want to talk about? Um, and then I would come to you because you would come up with much better questions than I would. Uh, yeah, I, I am admittedly not like I would not be a good interviewer. My my only thing with John at this point, like just knowing, like because I would love to talk to the guy at some point, but my only thing with him would be I had to be like, you'd have to t- if you wanted to get information about his experiences making his movies, you couldn't outright ask him. Hey, what was it like when you made the the thing? Like he doesn't want to talk about that. I feel like you could do something cool, like a, a more of a unique interview with him, if you brought up the people he's worked with. Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, I just want to talk to you about some of like the people that you've collaborated with multiple times in the past. Like, I just want to know maybe his influences. It, yeah, well, just yeah. some of you know. Hey, you know, uh, Kurt Russell. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Kurt? Like, what's a what's a memory you have of Kurt that you know where they all like see what he said? You know, maybe he would open up more about that and then you would get some insight into the movies he's worked on with Kurt through his experience of being a friend you know that friendship or that that partnership you know uh, Dennis Dunn like you use Dennis Dunn uh, in a couple of your movies like you know do you still keep in touch with Dennis like you know he seems like such a you know yeah yeah like I think you could do maybe I'm saying all this now but you know you'd get there and he'd stonewall you and he'd be like fuck Maybe music. Maybe you go in through his score. So yeah, I, I, that would be another one that I've thought of. Is like, like, could we? Could you talk music? Could you talk Coop Devilles with John? Because yeah. I talked Coop Devilles with Nick Castle, and I have one regret about uh, that. that. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Is like, that would be the first question I was asked. Is hey, are the Coop Devilles gonna get back together? Or what was your question? I I asked him if they'd ever released the album. The album, yep. Because I said, I said, yeah, I, I, you can listen to the the full album. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Um. And I asked him, and he said, "Yeah, I doubt that. You know, I, I I doubt that would ever happen." And I said, "He goes, he goes, I got like boxes full of vinyls, and I my one regret is not saying, could I buy one? Like, yeah. What's the worst he can say? <laughs> no, I'm keeping them. Like, how many people have a Coupe de Ville's vinyl? I can tell you right now, there's none for sale anywhere on the internet. Yeah." Should have asked Nick Castle. The whole album's up on YouTube? Yeah. I didn't know that. All it's right. fun. Let's look at my free trial of YouTube music. Maybe when I go on a run tomorrow. I believe it's called uh, Waiting Out the 80s. <laughs> that's, yes. Yes. That sounds correct. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Nick Castle, John Carpenter, and um, uh, God, uh, Wallace. Tommy Lee Wallace. Yes. Fuck. The boys. So sweet. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. We got to talk about these fall movies. Fall movies. We're going to preview yes. the fall today. The legends. Fall is a time for horror. Of the fall. 
really just September, October. Nobody, nobody really bothers in November anymore, especially on the TV side of things. Although TV, they just announced like a month before these shows come out now. They're I know. Like, it'll, it'll be out there. I don't understand how television works anymore. I don't either. Uh, no, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> That's all right. I got some good shows here. What do you want to start with? Uh, well, let's start with movies. Sure. And I would like it. to uh, shout out Megan Navarro at Bloody Disgusting for putting this yes, uh, thank you. fall preview together for everybody. Go, go, go give them. Scope uh, it out. Yeah, go give Bloody Disgusting some hits because I just copied and pasted. Um, stuff that I think that you and I have an interest in or no because <laughs> yeah there was some stuff out there basically i might watch it some point but i'm like i don't know um but i'm just gonna run through september first on the movie side of things and then okay. what do you want to do do you want to like do you want to go like see it or skip it yeah uh, we could do that yeah yeah i'm cool with that first up in september barbarian this is the it's written directed by zach Kreger. uh barbarian sees a woman's rental nightmare come true when she finds out it's been double booked this has my man Bill Skarsgård in it, and Justin Long is in it. Have you seen the previews for this? I have not. Uh, just going by the synopsis and the cast, I'm down. So this is also, yeah. I think I think it was Edgar Wright tweeted about this recently, maybe even today before I came over here, basically telling you, and this is my type of movie, uh, because he goes, do not know anything more than you know now about this movie. Yeah. Like, he says, don't even watch the trailer, which I have. But he's like, do not pay any attention to the reviews. Go in as cold as possible. So, those, whenever somebody says that about a movie, I am sold. It that That's way more exciting than, like, the greatest horror film since blah. You know, like... This, yeah. is, this is what people said about that, the Orphan First Kill movie. And they are completely right. Go in and... Go in blind. And then... And give it some time. Give it about 30 minutes to, like, settle in and then look out. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm a see it on Barbarian. Excellent. Me too. Good Night Mommy. This is going to be on Prime Video in September. So this is a remake of... I believe it's a Swedish film, right? Uh, from 2014. It is, which I've seen. Um, we reviewed that on the old uh, Midwest Film Nerds. We did. With um, Alex. Yeah. I, um, I, you know... I, I, I don't need to see a remake of Goodnight Mommy. No. I've seen Goodnight Mommy. I understood... I understand the reason why it received kind of the, the buzz and stuff it did at the time. I didn't love it, ultimately. I thought it had some interesting stuff going on. But I kind of just walked away going, all right. Um, I kind of felt like I knew exactly where we were headed and what was going on the whole time, if I'm being completely honest. Can I say something that may be a bit sure. harsh? Yeah. But that's okay because they're Swedish and they don't yeah. listen. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. But, uh, it feels like one of those horror movies that catches on with a crowd that necessarily that doesn't necessarily love horror movies. Yes. Um, and there's nothing wrong with no. that. No. No one's. I'm not crapping on that at all. But I'm with you. I was not. I don't think I was a huge fan of it. And in my mind, I am less of a fan of it. So yeah. I'm sure someone will go back and listen and be like, hey, Tim, you raved about this movie back in 2014. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't hate it. but I just, No, me neither. Yeah. I, and yeah, I'm going to skip it on this one. Yeah, me too. Pearl. So this Pearl. is this is, this is is a prequel to X, Ty West's latest movie. Yeah, he like shot this like in secret, at the same right? time. Yeah, and the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it was in secret, but at, yeah, at the same time. But Pearl as a uh, so I don't want to give too much away about the plot here. Actually, uh, have you seen X yet? No. Okay. You so have yes. I have, and I really, really liked it. It's yeah. my favorite Ty West movie. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, see it I've on heard this. Really good things about it. Yeah, I'm gonna see it because I'm uh, I. I 
I used to really dislike Ty West movies, but I'm all in now. I'm a huge Ty West. Oh fan. my god, I never because thought I, I liked the one movie he did too quite a bit. The uh, the cult movie that I'm blanking. Oh uh, yeah, um, I thought that was pretty good too. Yeah. So uh, he has grown on me. There lately. you go. Um, I mean, I, I'll, I should probably see X first. Yeah, I think you could. I mean, I, technically, there's a pre- prequel, so yeah. you could watch them in order. But true. I think you should check out X anyway. I will. Yeah, I will. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be streaming somewhere soon. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh baby. All right. So this next one. I know you care about the movie. I'm all about the uh, the press tour. Oh this God! <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Uh, this might be a little bit horror adjacent, but we are cooking with gas on this thing. Um, what? Hot goss, as they say. A lot of hot goss going around. Okay, so to be fair, some of this is not funny because some of it involves like divorce and children on the Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis side. Have you kept up with this at all? Yeah, I have. It's weird. <laughs> You seem less enthused by the hot goss. No, I no. The thing that I find funny is the is the press the like the Olivia Wilde is just like, look, Harry Styles is gonna go down on her. Yes, isn't that why you you should go see it because he's gonna go down on her. Flor- so this is the Florence Pugh. Yeah, like, the Florence Pugh Olivia Wilde stuff is the that's fun the funny stuff. stuff. Yes, yes. the rest not- of it I kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it, it's none of my business. I don't know. It's I icky. Don't- yeah. um, yes, <laughs> but the, the Florence Pugh Olivia Wilde stuff is very funny. Uh, just so you know. Cosmopolitan has a great breakdown of the uh, drama behind this. It's, just, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, there, like there's a there's a Instagram post. Like, apparently, uh, Florence Pugh was promoting um, one of the other movies she's in right one now. One of the forty other. <laughs> I think I've only seen one movie she's ever been in. Black Widow. Oh, she's quite good in that. No, I was thinking of the uh, Midsummer movie. She's in that. I too. did not like that movie. To me neither, but I recognize she's yes. a very talented actress. Yeah, she is, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Um, but uh, <laughs> Olivia Wilde was basically, uh, what's the word I would like, kind of like thirsty, like she kept tagging her and she was, uh, first P was online like tweeting about or Instagramming about her other movies and then Olivia Wilde jumped on and started tagging her and post trying to promote this one because the trailer had just caught and Florence Pugh completely no-sold her. I know, I know. And and then in interviews has been like, yeah, I wish we wouldn't just promote the movie about based the on sexy Harry Styles going down on me in the yeah. trailer. Yeah. And then Olivia Wilde's like, yeah, free the vagina. <laughs> and then the, it's the best. Then the LaBeouf, the Shia stuff came out on top of yeah. it. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's weird. I almost uh, wonder if half this shit is just drummed up by press agents and stuff to try and like get people interested in a movie that they otherwise probably wouldn't be all that interested in. Although I bet a lot of people are going to go see Harry Styles and sex scenes. Right? You, okay, so that's what this people are feels go like this. the uh, the Halle Berry swordfish strategy yes. in some ways. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of and I think some Sharon Stone movies are like this as well. Yeah. yeah the trailer's pretty steamy though. Sex I'm, sells. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. The trailer is pretty steamy, but people want to see attractive people do things. Do things to, to each, each other. <laughs> There's no shame in it either. I mean, so <laughs> that's why I would watch this at this exact moment in time. That's apparently that's the Chris reason. Pine is in this as well. But. Oh, that's funny. That's the reason why I would tune in at this um, point. You know? uh, I was, I was, but skipping. I get why Florence Pugh's like. I mean, the movie's pretty good though, guys. Uh, like, she probably worked very hard on this. I'm sure Harry Styles probably worked very hard on this, but he's very busy uh, making millions of dollars, like touring and stuff, and <laughs> um, and dating Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I'd probably skip it on this. I, don't, I, I honestly didn't think the trailer looked very good. Um, uh, Olivia uh, Wilde kind of annoys me sometimes. I didn't see Booksmart. Do you see Booksmart? No. Okay, sure, it's great. No, I'm good. I don't really need to. Uh, something, though, oh, boy. pure artistry, uh, the Munsters. 
going to be hit Netflix in September. This is the Rob Zombie reimagining of The Munsters. I'm not watching this. You know I have I'm, no. I have you no. Know I'm going to watch. This. I know you are, and you're going to text me about it, and that's great. And that's why that's that's the experience I want. I do not want to watch it. I, I just look. I have no. I have no connection or affinity for the monsters. I recognize that people like it, and it was a show that people. I was enjoyed. a big monsters fan. It's a sure. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Uh, I was more of an Adams Family guy myself. If I had to pick one. So we're uh, different, yeah. I was more of a mu- but I like the Adam family too. Let's not. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I don't. You can like two things. I you can like Coke and Pepsi for sure. <laughs> I don't dislike the monsters. I just never watched it. Like I didn't. You know, I'm not going to now. Well, the Adams family had the movies too, right? That helped. So, you know, well, now the monsters will. Um, the trailer is really yeah. not good though. Like it is. It is. And and, and I guess any we could be claiming that that's intentional, that schlocky vibe, and that's fine. But it still doesn't look good. The vibe is not the issue I have with the, the movie. The, the, I am all for funny. a schlocky vibe. Um, it looks like absolute dog shit. Like it looks like it was made for fifteen. Do- you nailed it. When it you looks said like it. it was shot at a convention. <laughs> on break. Like they took a break from Comic Con or after, like when the night yes. was over and filled overnight um, on break at a Comic Con. It looks like it was made for thirty dollars. So <laughs> bad. So because I I'm with you. I saw a lot of people defending. Um, that trailer after the immediate back, there was the immediate backlash, and then of course there are people going like, uh, "Let Rob Zombie do his thing." And I'm like, "Listen, I like Rob Zombie movies. I'm the guy on this podcast who watches every one and enjoys quite yeah. a few of them." And even I'm sitting here going like, "No, this Doesn't looks look like good crap." Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't hate, like I don't hate Rob Zombie uh, by any means. I you know, but like I don't think he's uh, I don't think he makes good movies. Right. I just don't. I just don't. So you're I, a skip it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I'm just not a fan. It is what it is. I, I hope mean, people like it. I'm gonna see it because I'm obligated. Uh, Rob Zombie and Kevin Smith right now are two people who have been on a uh, hit a very hit or miss with me. And yeah. Kevin Smith has kind of been on a losing streak with me since probably Red State now. Right, right. Um, but I'm gonna watch Clerks Three. Like I just I have to. Hey do man. It is what it is. I will watch that. Let's close out September with a couple more here. My Best Friend's Exorcism. This was based on a Grady Hendrix novel that I read yeah. or started. I wasn't crazy about it. Um, he's a, he's had quite a few books. Um, I haven't read anything else. Um, I, I'm going to skip it on this. Uh, it's it's kind of like an 80s set adaptation. Um, it looks like kind of a fun like 80s style horror comedy. Is I, what I, I mean, I, I, I might watch this. Okay. I guess. Um, the book's not bad. It's just I get sometimes I do get kind of worn out with like the kind of jokey's like a jokey like, hey, isn't it cool? This is in the eighties thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Hocus Pocus two on Disney Plus. You Hocus Pocus guy. Hocus. No, Pocus I'm two. not. Nope. The Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this isn't made for me. No. So. It, I mean, but but I'm excited for the people that love Hocus. Me Pocus. too. <laughs> I hope it's good. <laughs> me too. Like I legitimately hope, like, because I know that's a very special movie to a lot of people, and like I really hope that it delivers. It doesn't suck. Yeah. Yeah. That that's my only hope. I, am I going to watch it? I will not watch it because I just don't have any sort of affinity for Hocus Pocus. But I really, really hope that it, that it's good. I do. Uh, closing out September, I've seen this trailer a couple times, and it looks so stupid that I'm, I might be in at some point uh, when it comes out of video. But it's called Smile, mm. and uh, like a person wrote it as a reverse, and then there's all these people like walking around with like a creepy smile on their face. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> it's such a 
<laughs> this looks like I'm gonna say this looks like it's gonna end up in like the ten to twenty range on Rotten Tomatoes, Hell just yeah. judging by the trailer. All right, we're gonna run through some TV here real quick. Um, 101 scariest movies of all time, movie moments of all time. This is gonna be on Shutter weekly releases. I am super excited. For Me this. too. Okay, so they used to do these on um, AMC. Yeah, the AMC was like the hundred scariest movie moments or whatever during Fear Fest, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I used to watch these all the time, and then I think they're still on YouTube, and I'd watch them. Uh, here and there. Uh, yeah, this used to get me jacked for the Halloween season. Dude, I'm ready. Let's go. Every generation should have one of these shows. Hell yeah. That, yes, we'll count down. You need oh, yeah. to refresh these every few years. I need to re-up my Shutter subscription. Yeah, I, I think, think September or October is a good time because they've also got um, Queer for Fear, Queer for Fear, The History of Queer Horror. That's by the same people who did the um, Horror Noir yes. Doctor yes. documentary. It was quite good. Which I liked. Yeah. Um, couple. Of, <laughs> I only have this on out here because... Uh, I love the War of the Worlds. I love the story. I love the Orson Welles radio play. Uh, there's War of the Worlds season three on Epics. This has just amazed me because I love the War of the Worlds. There's a, been three seasons of a TV show floating out right. there. <laughs> you think it's like a BBC show? I had no idea. Um, Los Spookies on HBO season two. I love Los Spookies. It's mm-hmm. kind of a half... Um, Half um, Spanish language, half, half English show. It's produced by Fred Armisen. It's kind of got that weird, like wacky, off kilter humor that okay. he's known for. Yeah, um, it's very silly. It's very ridiculous. Um, I really love Los Spookies. I'm excited for it. A um, couple more TV shows. Halloween Wars will be back on the Food Network. Oh, sweet! Uh, Zach Baggins was on last year. Hell yeah! Outrageous Pumpkins. I don't know what that is. That's also on the Food. Some Network. sort of pumpkin carving. Yeah. Thing. Do you remember the uh, one show where they used to launch the pumpkins? Uh, yeah, I think I do actually. I think I do. Ghosts season two is a show that I really like. It's kind of a comedy with Rose McIver and um, I forget the dude's name. He's also on Never Have I Ever. And then there's something on the Travel Channel. And that I assume will be also on Discovery Plus called The Curse of Robert the Doll, Ooh. which I believe is a Baggins joint. Robert uh, Robert is a thing. Yeah, like it's a real... I think it's in his doll. haunted museum. Yeah. Robert the Doll. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the backstory behind Robert. He's just spooky, man. He's a little spooky. <laughs> who's, who's your uh, spookiest doll? Spookiest doll. Um, Chucky's not really spooky. He's just kind of wild. Yeah, as a kid just, it would have been Chucky. It freaked me out. Um, Man, I don't know. I just don't like dolls. I don't like dolls that look like um, realistic, like in terms of like proportion and stuff. Like where like they look like like they're not like um, like they look like maybe babies, but like they have that weird like uh, porcelainy sheen about them. Like they look like they could move at any time. Oh, kind of, yeah. There's kind of a vibe about those ones. Yeah. Where like they look real enough to where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't like dolls. <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, any TV shows that are sticking out for you? T- uh, no. Oh, no. Wow. I, um, I'm watching more TV. I will yes. say. So I'm pr- I've been watching more in general, and I'm very proud of myself for that because I'm not good at watching things anymore. Um, I'm currently watching All of Us Are Dead. Oh, are you watching Which that? Which is cool. not great. But, <laughs> yeah, I kind of, um, I jumped out a little early on that one. It's not great. Some of the sequences are really, really good stuff. Like, really top-notch, like, action sequences and stuff. Like, the, I love the Korean zombie vibe. It's a totally yes. different type of zombie. Um, but, man, like, this should not be 12 episodes, first of all. It's, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And also... These might be the dumbest characters in the history of, <laughs> like they're not written well. Like they're yeah. not, a, like 
we are I'm like a third maybe over a third of the way through the show and no I don't think anybody's successfully like killed a zombie they're like and they they just keep like anytime somebody gets bit they spend 10 minutes standing there going like like staring in awe as they turn into a zombie and then get shocked when they're like what should we do now that there's a zombie in the room it's like god I just... did you watch uh, black summer season two no okay i didn't, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. yeah i didn't like it as much as the first season but i didn't i like the first season a lot yeah yeah i did not watch season two yeah there's a lot i don't watch there's more i don't watch than i do watch i guess it's sad <laughs> maybe if i get shutter i'll so. i'll get better about this there's a shutter app right there is a shutter app and i think it's um yeah, I'm obviously there's a, if you got a Roku and there's also like of course. yeah, I think it has everything except for like PS5 because PS5 has oh that's fine I can't like afford one of those anyway four apps or PS4 PlayStation I should say in general I do not I think well, yeah that's fine I, as long as I can do Roku and on my phone if I'm watching something that I've seen before then yes yeah. yep good all right so let's jump to October now ah yes October we, we kick things off. With Terrifier 2, <laughs> Art the Clown is back. So uh, you are not a, uh, this is not rated by the MPAA. Okay. You, Terrifier uh, sucks, dude. <laughs> it's not a good movie. It's not good. So I I am the Terrifier fan of the I know, podcast. I know. Uh, I, I think Terrifier is a great 1.30 in the morning. I've had a few beers. Rowdy slasher flick. Fair enough. This <laughs> it's just so fucking mean spirited. Like it's just so mean. So okay. Like there's no like I don't have fun with it. I don't know. This thing is going to be two and a half hours long. That's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So the my my gut reaction to hearing a two and a half hour slasher movie is absolutely not. No way. No way. Because the perfect length of a slasher is honestly probably like fifty minutes, but like eighty. Let's but say. like I'll yeah, get sure. I'll grant you eighty eighty to ninety. I can uh, handle that. Two and a half hours this is, is nuts. insanity. Yeah. So like I of course will be like, no, 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 but then I'm gonna sit there and go, I have to see a two and a half hour slasher movie. What is this? <laughs> I I know. So you're a skip it. I'm I, a see it. I would go with you. If you went to the theater to see Kinda this, I'll go, I would yeah. go with you. Okay, but I need to drink before. You want to do it? We'll do it at the house. We'll do it on your. Uh, you still got the projector? No. Who's I can got, get it back. Who's, who's got it? I can get it back. Okay, we'll show up at whoever's got Founders it. Founders we'll got it. We'll say, hey, we're, we're going to be here for two and a half hey, hours. Hey, yo, put the baby to bed. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch Terrifier two. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I will watch Terrifier two with you if we're drinking. There's that's there's my. There's my commitment, level of commitment I have here to, to Terrifier. Uh, people love Art the Clown. They uh, well, he's a I mean he's a pretty sweet design. Let's I mean let's at least he's cool. He's yeah. cool. Yeah, grant that. The guy's killing it at the conventions. Exactly. He must be. He's at all of them. People, I mean, Terrifier has a dedicated fan base. Yeah, it does. I can't. Yeah. I can't say I'm a part. Like I like. I enjoyed the first Terrifier movie, but I, I yeah. can't say I'm like. It's not good. Um. Here's one I think we're both. Somebody excited. convince me. Oh yeah, sorry. Please. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a. Here's one I think we're both excited for though. Yeah. Hulu Hellraiser. Fuck as, yeah, dude. Let's go. This is David Bruckner, who did the Signal. He did the uh, the Night House, which is the Rebecca yeah. Hall, not Ferguson. Who was I about to say Rebecca Hall movie, and I love Rebecca Hall. She's great. Yeah. Um, this is a new spin on the Clive Barker classic. A young woman must co- confront the sadistic supernatural forces behind an enigmatic puzzle box responsible for her brother's disappearance. Jamie Clayton is the new hell priest. Oh, this is so sweet. <laughs> so, Dude, a female, female pinhead rules. Yeah. 
Like, I love that. Yes. There's something so much, like, I don't know. It just fits better, right? I think it's a, I think you need to come up with a fresh spin. We've talked about this. Yeah. I think there's you need to come up with a fresh spin on stuff like this, especially, yeah. and I think this is a great way to do it. I also love David Bruckner. Like, I think David yeah, Bruckner, I think Bruckner's it's, sweet. It's, especially yeah. as a choice for this, I think he's awesome. This is this is either going to be, either going to be very cool or very disappointing. There's going to be no in-between. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. I am excited, but and it's on Hulu. Where hey hey, <laughs> I do think you like and well, they have released uh, like the one like well received straight to streaming uh, genre movie. Pray it seems like <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, now, um, but I think you can also get away with a little bit. It's weird yeah. you can get away with a little bit more on these streaming yeah. services than in I theater, think so. that. Hellraiser is the perfect thing to release on a streaming service Absol- right now. Because I have no I, expectations for a new Hellraiser movie. We gotta re earn that trust, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we I think we talked a little bit about on Prey, like you re earn the trust and then maybe mm-hmm. you could I I don't think Hellraiser's ever going back to no, theatrical that's release. It doesn't yeah. need to. I see that Evil Dead movie got bumped to theatrical. Oh. Yes. Evil Dead Rise. Was it on Max at first? It was Max. Ah. Uh, but remember Bruce? Bruce may have been tipped off to a lot of this HBO Max stuff because he was at Comic-Con saying, like, we think it might get we might get a theatrical release for this. He goes, it's so good, which tells you what people think about straight-to-streaming movies. I, yeah, right. I love so much the HBO Max thing. It's so funny to me. I don't love it for people involved. Like, it's very funny to me. There's a lot of... Um, so, what's what's funny to you about it? Because it was like this big, like... How, when did HBO Max come out? It was two years ago? With. Yeah, two years ago. It was ago. like, HBO Max, whoa! Like, it's the it was, greatest... It's a stupid name. It, yeah, it's dumb. It's the greatest streaming service ever in the history of... Like, look at all the cool shit we've got. we got all this DC content, and we're gonna have all these movies. Oh, oh, hey... We're going to have a year's worth of fucking summer movies that we're going to put on streaming because <laughs> they had no pandemic. strategy. No, it was just insanity. <laughs> and now now there's the merger and they're like and basically the new guys like fuck HBO Max. Like I'm I cannot believe I'm going to st- sound like I'm sticking up for all Zaz. You're right. It sucks for the creatives uh, no, it does. behind it a does. lot of these shows. Yeah. So I don't want to be too harsh because the guy's an asshole. I mean, he's just a petty pit like he's a, he's yeah. a money guy. He's just cutting He's just cutting stuff. But I look at, like, if I go on HBO Max right now, and I look at these Max originals, yeah, it is, like, 90% shit that nobody watches. Yes. Um, and the other thing, too, is, oh, yeah, like, I mean, the other thing, too, is I hear a lot of, I can't believe they're going to merge, like, these Discovery Plus shows, these tra- this trash, like, Dr. Pimple Popper and the Ghost Hunters and all people this stuff. People watch that shit. People watch it. And also, if I look on HBO Max right now, I'm going to look at... Uh, this cooking show with Selena Gomez, the great pottery throw. I was looking at it earlier today because I wanted to rant about this. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, F Boy Island. Like the prestigious Max originals are going to yeah. get mixed in with all this. Guy. How dare they? And the other thing too is, from what I gather, he's they're just I say he because my boy Zav- Zavloff or whatever his name is. <laughs> they're cutting the the shit people like and the only stuff that people talk about is the HBO brand. Like, stuff that's on HBO. Yes. Game of Thrones, Succession, yeah. Westworld. Yes. Like, these are shows that are on HBO that people talk about. Most of that stuff on Max, nobody watches. No. <laughs> like that. And it's also confusing because it's like three... Why are you calling this HBO Max? It's so dumb. And, and he also... It was he, confusing from the start. He's also smart in the sense that, like, a lot of these movies and, th- and projects that are being canceled, like, people weren't going to go see this shit or weren't going to watch this shit. And he can get that money back in the production. <laughs> it, 
Like I am so, I, I su- it sucks. I'm sorry for those. That I want to see the Batgirl movie. Too. Batgirl, that, that's a yeah. bummer. Honestly, it is. Like, People put I, a lot I, of hard work into that. But I also understand why they're doing what they're doing because they're they're recouping losses immediately. Like there's no. He's trying to that DC that DC EU or whatever you want to call it has been a debacle from. That's <laughs> why so you don't give your stuff to Zack Snyder. And have him go to... <laughs> we just lost a few people, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll get angry Snyder. I don't care anymore. It's two years. <laughs> They're robots anyway. <laughs> the other thing, uh, I saw a story of Variety today about how someone's like, "We should have never given in to these people." Like now they just like they come at us. They're mad at the studio Warner Brothers for what they did to the Snyder Cut. We should never give in. And it's one of those things where like nobody cares that like this is like 50 people and a bunch of bots that have been that, tweeting at you. This that was your it. problem from the beginning. No real person gives a shit which studio makes Batman. <laughs> They're not like, oh, another war. Like, it's just people that like read too much of this. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It's, this is what's great. I had a feeling that Snyder shit was weird to begin with. I'm like, this many people are obsessive over the fucking Zack Snyder DC stuff. And it turns out that most of them are fake. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> How did we get out of that? Oh, that's right. Anyway. Hulu Hellraiser, which I think we're both see it. Hell yeah. Let's see it. <laughs> Spirit Halloween, the movie. This is a movie about Spirit, Spirit Halloween. Listen, I think this could be a fun kids movie, sure. honestly. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is in this, right? Yeah. It's got a fun cast. Like, this is not something I'm going to rush out to see. I would see it. But like, I'm not going to like, yeah, like. Yeah. It feels like a tr- like a Night at the Museum style would, like yeah. horror movie. I'm, I'd I'm, watch it. Yeah. A fun kids movie. Good gateway horror, hopefully. Yeah. A big one here. Halloween Ends. That has, <laughs> let's. Let's call it, let's call it like it is. This has been dumped on Peacock as well. Yeah. I don't care. I've seen a lot of people saying it, it has not been. This has been dumped. Like this is no, not, it has been. It, they didn't do this with the black phone. They didn't do this with Nope. It's the same studio. They have dumped this on. I don't. This I could end up loving this movie, but for whatever reason, they have decided that this is the best route financially. <laughs> And you can look at that, how it is. How yeah, I don't want to say too much because I know a little bit about this movie right. and the plot. I will say this. it's it. There are similarities to what's going on with this movie as there are to other black sheep entries in major horror franchises. And I tend to kind of love the black sheep. Yes. So I probably will wind up really loving this. And I think they've seen some of the reaction to what you're talking about, though, and have decided. And I think this is a oh yeah, almost a panic move. Or it did really, really well for them last time around. And maybe they're just. And it still made some money in theaters. I think they're dumping it. I do too. <laughs> I think they're ready to move on to whatever the next. Because I think we're at a point now where we've have enough. Um, we have a we have enough knowledge. We've we've seen it enough where. If you release a movie exclusively in theaters and it looks good and people want to go see it, like people will see it. Like uh, Paramount ended up making the right call with Top Gun because <laughs> that thing has been, and, and this is not Top Gun, I understand. What? But this is the same, like I said, this is the same studio that released the Black Phone exclusively at theaters and that mm-hmm. did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Scream did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Those were exclusive to theater yeah, movies. Scream ain't coming to Peacock. Scream, the next, the next yeah. Scream movie. It's not getting this. So um, I'm a see it, obviously. <laughs> So, yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. and believe me, I'm saying all this uh and I'm happy they're definitely uh, now I don't have to leave. I we could we said this oh, one it's up on sweet. the projector. Dude, I don't have to go any dude, <laughs> yeah. I love this shit. You dump dump them. We we bitch Dude, Prey showed up and I was like, hell yeah, I don't have to leave or pay money, extra money. This is awesome. Wait, which movie is that? Prey. Oh, was that when Prey popped up on Hulu, I was like, hell yeah. Oh, Prey. Oh, sorry. What's the Idris movie that I'm... Beast. Oh, Beast. No. That's going to be on Peacock. I, I have to go to the theater to see 
Theaters. Yeah, years. but look at that. They had confidence in Beast. Hell yeah. I, isn't that crazy? <laughs> uh, Idris Elba Idris versus has some, a, has some a power. Win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, VHS 99. This is going to be on Shudder. This is a Shudder yeah. movie. Um, I am... Uh, v- VHS 94, if you do get a Shudder subscription, check that out. Because it's really cool. I don't think I've ever seen any of the VHS movies. Oh, really? I saw one segment that you said you have to see. Oh, the Gareth... Um, and you were right. Yeah. Because, whoa. Um, but I have not seen any other stuff. Oh, I think they're all up there, so check them out. Yeah. They're all worth a watch. They're anthology movies, so your mileage yeah. may vary. But, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see it, but you you should check out the VHS movies. All right. Uh, I can do that. Slashback. I don't know. This is like... I don't know why I have that on there. <laughs> Slayers. This has a great cast. Hell yeah. Tom Jane. Let's go. Tom Jane. Abigail Breslin and Malin Ackerman, a seasoned vampire, enlist social media influencers to help him take revenge against bloodsuckers that murdered his daughter. Fantastic. Sweet. And see it. Uh, Dario Argento's Dark Glasses will be out. This is a new Dario Argento movie, so you know it's going to be good. I mean, it's got to be, right? <laughs> uh, Resurrection, that's going to be on Shutter. This is a Rebecca Hall movie that I've heard good things about. Yeah. This one uh, I didn't know about, but I'm kind of excited for Wendell and Wilde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This it's is cool. Nightmare for Christmas and Car- Coraline director Henry Selleck. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's going to be Netflix. It's um, a stop motion movie with Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. I might have to show this to Josie. Yeah, I think this is a good. This, she- along with the Spirit of Halloween movie, might be kind of fun. Yeah. She's been very interested in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. But I don't remember the movie. Like, like I don't remember the language a- there is. Yeah. Because she's been very interested. Like, she saw the trailer on my phone for the game. And um, which I'm so excited for. Um, and she goes, "What is this?" I'm like, "Oh boy, Killer Clowns." She goes, "Like the rug in the basement." And I was like, "I'll bring over yeah. next time. I'll bring over my Killer Clowns popcorn thing that I got." She likes that guy. Yeah, the little cool. monster guy. He's cool. She goes, "I like the baby clown." That's what she calls the baby clown. <laughs> now she's never seen the movie, so I'm gonna have to think about that one. We might be able to. I'm gonna be able to do it. I don't know. I'm gonna. Ha- all right, we're gonna hammer these out because we're we're running. We're running here. Eh, whatever. Yeah, it's all uh, good. October TV, Interview with the Vampire, the AMC show. Down. Yeah. Um, Ghost Hunters are back for season 15 on the Travel Channel Holy and Discovery smokes. Plus. Awesome. Um, Jack Osborne's Haunted Homecoming on Discovery Plus, which I believe has Jason Mewes and Jamie Kennedy guest starring. Uh, Jack Amazing. has been a, become a go-to ghost hunter. The Walking Dead season 11. I believe this is the final season. Will you be jumping back in for this? Uh, no. I do want to say this. I have been actually watching Tales of the Walking Dead, that anthology series that's been out. On, okay. It's a decent week-to-week watch for me. I have not watched Walking Dead since season one. Okay. Um, But this is kind of like one-shot side stories. And the first couple were... There's a Parker Posey like, time loop episode that I really liked. It's, I've heard it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. The last one, though, was... It seemed to be more tied into the series with Samantha, Samantha, Samantha Morton, The Whisperers, I believe they're called. Okay. Um, it seems to be more tied into later episodes, seasons of the series. I didn't really understand what was going on. It was, I'm sure it was good. Uh, uh, Chucky season two. Chucky was one of my favorite shows last year that I watched, and I'm very excited it's back. And I think they're bringing in Glenglenda for this one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Reginald the Vampire, which is a sci-fi show, which stars uh, my boy Ned from uh, the Spider-Man movies. Oh, yes. Yes. There's apparently, He's fun. <laughs> there's apparently a Let the Right One In show on Showtime. The Midnight Club is going to be on Netflix. New Mike Flanagan. Oh, is that? That's New Flanagan. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Ghost Brothers, lights out. Ghost Brothers, you uh, love the Ghost Brothers. Uh, my favorite ghost hunting show. My wife and I's favorite ghost. What hunting is it show. on Discovery Plus? Discovery Plus. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna watch some Ghost Brothers tonight. Please for do the first time, and because then I would love to talk about the Ghost Brothers yes. with you, and because I, I think you'll be hooked. And I think I'm gonna Nikki, have Nikki watch some Ghost Brothers with I me think too. Nikki will love the Ghost okay, Brothers. Okay, <laughs> tonight we're watching some Ghost Brothers. Uh, I would start. I think Lights Out is the most fun. So you're gonna see a couple different ones. You're gonna see Haunted House Guests and Lights Out on Discovery Plus. Watch Lights Out. I would go with Lights Out first. Okay. The Winchester season one, which is the prequel series to Supernatural, will be out. Joe Bob's Halloween 2022 special will be on Shutter TV. Um, I think it's he does a marathon every Halloween. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosity is going to be on Netflix, and then something called The Haunted Museum Three: Ring Inferno, which I believe is a Baggins production. My goodness. Um. We will roll real quick through November because there is a couple I want to talk about with sure. you. Um, Something in the Dirt is the new Benson and Moorhead movie. Oh, dude, anything Benson and Moorhead do. Yes. Dude, you know they're directing Loki season two? They like are. all of it? Perfect for that. Insane. Yeah. Like, it feels like whatever they do, like, whatever they were doing on Moon Knight was like their like, they're like, like test. Like a demo reel? Yeah. Super uh, pumped. J- Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead's latest sees them starring as neighbors who witness supernatural events in their apartment building. Deciding to document it for fame sends them down a rabbit hole. That's yeah. all. We've I'll watch it. any of their stuff. I don't care. Uh, the Menu, which looked like a horror comedy with like Ray Fiennes. I saw the trailer for that. It looked kind of fun. I like Ray. Uh, Bones and All is a Luca. Okay. I always butcher his last name. It's embarrassing. Guadagino. Guadagino? Yeah, I don't know. Suspiria. Um, that's yep. what he did. Uh, it's got Timothy Chalamet. Uh, <laughs> it's a cannibal love, I love story. I love Chalamet. <laughs> it's a cannibal love story, and he worked with uh Oh I'm... no! <laughs> well, our, oh no! <laughs> That's pretty funny. And there's a movie called The Nanny coming out straight to Prime Video. Um, okay, it's a Senegalese movie, but it won Sundance's top prize. They just dropped a trailer today. I did not get a chance to watch it, but All right. there you go. And then there was no TV, so there we go. Sweet. That's um, our fall preview. We've been talking a lot. Yeah. But we have to talk about fear.com's anniversary. Oh, I'm not cutting this short. I was okay. trying to burn through that so we can get to. Okay. We're guess what? We're bringing back the time machine. Yep. That's my internet powering up sound. You Remember those sounds? Oh, I used to uh, yeah. Dude. I used to I used to jump on the internet late at night at my parents' house. You'd wake him up? And I would go, oh my God, stop. Fucking <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, what was that sound? Is the modem doing something. Yeah. I'm sure we, Alex would probably know. Weird. Um, yeah. Fear.com. It was the same everywhere, too. It was. You go to the library, get on there. Then. Didn't matter. Yeah. You ever yeah. go to the library? For internet, I go. I go At to some point, I had. I'm sure. I remember I, now. I went to the library for internet when I was a kid all the time, and I would watch the Spider-Man trailer and play Jeopardy. Sick, <laughs> great use of the <laughs> the Jeopardy website was just like questions that you could. That's ask. fantastic. <laughs> um, we are recording this on the 20th anniversary of Fear.com. Fear.com. William Malone's Fear.com. Big Bill Malone from Lansing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I did a That's little right. bit of research on Bill. He did House of Haunted Hill. House of Haunted Hill, and uh, did an episode of uh, uh, Masters of Horror. Interestingly, and then he dropped out. He works for Trick or Treat Studios, the mask making company. He does. He's a sculptor for them. 
He's wow. Got, yeah, he does. He's got, is he at cons doing that? I don't know. Trick or treats I, usually at all the cons. I was yeah. I was at. I was on their website and there was a picture. Have of him I seen it. William Malone at a con and not realized it? Maybe, maybe. Shit. I I would assume either he does the sculpting or he has a team that does the sculpting yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, he was on their website today. So because I was wondering what happened to him because I mean this was this was not a well received movie. No. Why are we celebrating the twentieth anniversary of Fear dot com? Um. Well, I mean. <laughs> Does he listen still? Who's that? Bill Malone? Oh, no. oh. <laughs> the one who, the uh, man Danny, who um, has I been begging pops, us for years. To, he will pop in every once in a while. He better pop in for he this better one. better pop in for this one. I will I will send him a direct link so um, that he listens, and I will make sure to start it here. There's a gentleman, a, a, a friend of ours, friend of the show, um, who has asked us to talk about Fear.com since we started this show, which was how long ago now? Five or six years. We're going on six years now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're finally talking about Fear.com. I've been waiting for this moment. Too. I know you have. I've been waiting You for... purchased a Fear.com trailer. 35-millimeter uh, trailer. 35-mil. Because we've always joked about Fear.com and had a, had a good time with the, with the movie. I think it was even an inside joke on the podcast early on, and then we dropped it because we kind of forgot. We did, yes. We did. I, um, I, have, I have one more thing marked out. Like, cause I, so what happened was I was on a walk. <laughs> Up to the coffee. I was going to get coffee. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it popped in my head. I was thinking of stuff we could do to get the time machine back, to kind of come back to our roots a little, like make sure yeah. we continue on. Yes, of course. As we, as we switch up the format a little bit. Of course. Make sure we, and I'm like, oh, anniversaries. Something always has an anniversary, right? Yep. There's always, every day has an anniversary for some movies. So, yeah. And I'm walking up there and I go, it's August. <laughs> It's August 2022, and I'm thinking in my head, like, what would have come out in August 2002 or, like, 1997? In 2002, I'm like, oh, my God, I think Fear.com came out in 2002, and I Google searched it. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's incredible. It came out this, like, it's incredible. this week. Um, You and I both watched Fear.com today. We will not be giving a full review. I'll just state that. Because right, you're like... Right. Do, are we going to watch it? We have to watch this, right? I'm like, we should at least watch the trailer. And then we both watched it. like The movie. Complete sickness. Well, it was you first, in fairness. Like, if I get dared to do something within reason, I p- will probably do it. What? I, I can't believe this was within reason. It is. Well, because, like, look, full disclosure, I watched Fear.com on my phone. Okay. Um, as was intended, I'm sure. <laughs> it was meant to be seen, yeah. I watched Fear.com on my phone. And this is a, a movie that's very dark, very darkly lit. So it's hard as fuck to see on my phone. And I had the brightness all the way up. And uh, I watched it on my phone in probably, probably over the course of six hours today. <laughs> I, just, I didn't realize when you had texted me that you were breaking it up into chunks. So I knocked it out in like a two or like a... Hour to have like well with commercials probably a couple if hours. I so so I if I'm watching a movie and 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 I'm at home with the kiddo, uh, it's going to be broken up into chunks on my phone for sure because I can't watch this stuff with her in the room. She does not see need to see no. fear.com for many reasons, and I can't, and I. <laughs> And I'm going to get pulled away from my phone right. to do different things. So, yes. 
It was like a four to six hour journey of fear.com for me, but I did finish it. <laughs> so I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> it's not good. Um, uh, you did this, but uh, there was no pressure on me. I just want everybody to know. There, I, I gave Willie no pressure. No, but it was, but it was a dare in its own way. For me, it was a dare. It was you. You all of a sudden, you're like, "Well, I'm watching Fear.com right now." I woke up this morning and I go, "God damn it, Tim!" Because now I'm going to do it. I made the coffee. I woke up yeah. this morning and yep. I work from home, and I had something at work I could do while I had Fear. Like I was working at the time, but it was something that didn't need my full attention. Yeah. <laughs> so the old Fear.com went on the old laptop. Yeah. On the old computer. It happens. And I got sucked in at times. I'm not going to lie. It happens. I didn't. <laughs> this is one of the movies we're halfway through. I, I'm kind of into this, and it's always one of those movies where I'm like, I realize like I just have shitty taste. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> Such bad well, that taste. rules. What a realization. What a- I, I, I'm sitting there going like, I'm not. I do not think this is a good movie, but I'm kind of into this. What a beautiful <laughs> moment of self-reflection that Fear.com gave you, and really. If nothing else, shouldn't cinema allow us to reflect on Absolutely. ourselves and our world? Yes. Uh, no, this movie sucks. Um, <laughs> so bad. It's it's. I mean, look, like there are some fun moments when when the, the bit where where Dor- Stephen Dorff, who I already think is fucking hilarious and everything, Dorff's one of the one of our funniest actors. He's of one of the. Fun- <laughs> he's. I'm thinking about him and I'm laughing. <laughs> he's very funny, um, but Dorff. Uh, searching, looking up the website that kills yes. you in 48 hours for reasons I still don't fully understand. Um, and he types in, not not he doesn't type in fear.com, not the word fear with a period and then a C-O-M. Which is how I always took it, yeah. Right. The movie is called fear.com, all spelled out, so fear, D-O-T, C-O-M. That's fine. For like movie purposes, like, okay, cool. They went cute with it. That's fine. He types in fear.com spelled out dot com. <laughs> it's honestly one of the funniest moments in any it's movie. It's <laughs> so, it made the, like, it, that was worth watching the movie. And he does it a second time. It's like the climactic moment in the film where he's finally going to defeat the evil uh <laughs> Jenna torturer Stephen Ray, and he types in on his web browser fear.com.com, and then a ghost shows up. It's really funny. But otherwise, the ghost girl, it's, the, go- the ghost girl, yes. Okay. Otherwise, it's not very good. I mean, that that's about it. I want, um, I want to make sure I'm getting something right with the ghost girl. I'm gonna try. So she's a hemophiliac, which is why she plays with the round ball. Correct? I'm sorry, what? Oh, you did. Oh, you must have that. You must have missed this. It was he was uh, somebody explains. <laughs> do not remember the character. She's a hemophiliac. There's a hemophiliac in this movie. The ghost girl. The ghost girl was a hemophiliac when she was alive. I I don't think I'm imagining this. And she that's why she plays with the round ball because it can't like make her bleed. Like if she they say even if she got like a finger prick she would die. But then they say I swear to God they say this. She plays with the round ball. Remember six hours. On my phone. 
while working. <laughs> but this part blew my mind because it's in the same scene. She plays with the round balls because she's afraid of getting hurt. But then they say they go bring up these this old steel mill, and then they go. She used to play there all the time. The hemophilia girl who was so afraid used to play in an old steel mill. <laughs> I could not believe it. Am I getting this wrong? I I need someone to verify. Anybody who has recently seen, I am asking anybody to watch fear.com. Tim, I must have missed this. Was it brief that they discussed the hemophilia thing? Yes, it was brief, and I thought he would notice it. (laughs) Well, I didn't. Um, All I understood was that the ghost girl was the reason why, if you hopped onto the fear.com website, that you were killed because she wanted to get. Revenge on those who are watching Stephen Ray's creepy, um, creepy. I will so I will say this as a positive. I think those scenes, um, some of those scenes of him being all creepy with like the woman. Yes, (laughs) I think some of those are effective. Yes, Um, I think there are that's that's the stuff that I think is actually kind of effective in the movie is those scenes where he's kind of, and I I mean in fact like I don't enjoy watching I don't think they're good but they're they're creepy and they're gross and I think they work as intended. Um, There were movies that came out like this like this like eight millimeter remember that one (laughs) there was oh boy yeah yeah, really snuffy movies got weird there was a big it was kind of a a snuffy couple of years there. Okay, so yeah. Sorry, so are you reading? Yeah. Yeah, his live streams, I should say, is what they would She's, be called. Yeah. When did he kill this girl? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. This is, now you're... Like, was this like... I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, hemophiliacs do not have to play with ball, with, with shot. Spoiler alert, but... I have severe hemophilia. Yeah. It's not super common. Yeah, I I I I'm, I can say I'm kind of an expert on the subject. Um, no, if you were so worried though about like if you, why would you play in a fucking steel mill? <laughs> you wouldn't. Um, I'm I. You know what though? I like Fear.com now. <laughs> I love hilariously unrealistic depictions of hemophilia. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I also love that I looked it up to find out that it was true. The ghost girl was hemophiliac. And I saw weird internet comments about how, like, how could she be alive after two days if she had hemophilia? Wait, what? Like, if she was getting tortured for two days, wouldn't she be dead? Because she's got hemophilia. I mean, I guess it depends on the type of torture. What what are we doing to her, right? (laughs) Um, Ask Stephen Ray. Um, Wow, that's funny. Someone someone in this movie gets killed while Rammstein is playing. That's perfect. That's about right. God, I, man, how did I miss that? Jeffrey Combs is in this movie. Jeffrey Combs, yep. Frequent collaborator with William Malone. I think he's in most of his projects. Um, yeah. I'm hung up on this now, though, Tim. You can't get... Er- <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about anything else. <laughs> I thought for sure you would. Uh, I'm That's going, amazing. I'm going through my notes uh, here. Hemophilia is incredibly rare in females, too. Yeah. Very rare. Both parents have to have the the gene for that to even like take place. So her parents had that, yeah. Well, it's a little different now because, like, we don't need to get into hemophilia, whatever. No, it's okay. It's more interesting than this movie. <laughs> well, so, like, my daughter has technically has hemophilia. Right. She's got moderate. Right. Uh, or mild. Mild or mild, mild, I think. It's not like hot sauce from Taco Bell. Like, you, it's different range. <laughs> yes. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't have fire hemophilia. Correct. I do. <laughs> she does not. Um... What with Diablo? Oh, God, yeah. Then you'd just be... 
Oh, that's the little John girl Travolta in this movie. Play- yeah, right. She's playing with a little <laughs> the boy in the bubble. Yes. Um, Wait, did the boy in the bubble was that what, or was that just like? I think he got was like allergic to everything, right? That's what. Okay. Wasn't that it? What about Bubble Boy? I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't the twist that there was nothing wrong with Bubble Boy? Probably. I think so. <laughs> Stupid fucking movie. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a Jake Gyllenhaal classic. Huh? Hell yeah. yeah. Stacey Keebler. Mar- Marley Shelton. Great, great stuff. Um, yeah, anyway. Marley that's Shelton, funny. she's the well, she's the deaf actress? Part no, you're thinking of Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin. Marley okay. Shelton is uh, Judy from uh, Scream. 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 Judy. That's the best delivery in that movie. Judy. <laughs> um, so I'll say this. I have a new respect for Fear.com. Not because it trace hemophilia in anything close to resembling any sort of realistic light. Um, I do need an answer, though, on what year this, this girl was, uh, was she was killed. That would maybe identify some of the, you know, the treatments available to her that would make her have more of a closer to a normal life. Anyway, but uh, I will say I'm pretty psyched that we have a uh, horror movie villain that is a hemophiliac. Yeah, right. I didn't realize that. Is that it? Is that is this, is this her? Like, is she the only one? I'm not aware of any other ones. You know, there's not a lot of that in movies, right? There's a hemophiliac joke in Simpsons that's really good. What's the joke? Early Simpsons, like earlier Simpsons. Good Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> yes, where um, Homer teaches Bart that if uh, you know he gets involved in a fight, he just stop. I'm a hemophiliac, like. To get him to, if it's I a bigger that, kid, yeah. that's a good one. There's also a really good hemophilia joke in Family Guy, which I'm not normally a huge fan of. Okay, but like, there's this bit where like, there's this guy talking about like his room of treasures, and he's like, my priceless Faberge egg, you know, my like, my handwritten letter from Abraham Lincoln, my newborn hemophiliac son, <laughs> and then the room gets like smashed. It's really that's a good funny. Job. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. Job. yeah. So, Oh, I, I tweeted the showrunner that. I was pissed. What's this now? There was this show with Ryan Felipe, and it was on network TV, and it lasted for like a season, and he plays a cop or a detective. Okay. It was like a murder mystery thing, trying to like capitalize off of the popularity of like True Detective and things like that that were going on at the time. And I'll, I'll, I'll find out what the name of it was, but it might even be based on a book. I can't remember. But um, it uh, it really legitimately kind of pissed me off. I don't, I don't get... I don't get uh, um, Worked up, angry because I, I, I don't give a shit. Secrets and lies. Okay, was the name of the the show. Okay, and um, the part of the plot was that like, and I might be misremembering this a little bit. Like, part of the plot was like one of the the kids on the show was hemophiliac, and they they explain he's a hemophiliac because his parents are brother and sister and boned each other, and it's a product of an incest. So they're they're basically saying that that is the reason. If you have hemophilia, it's because your parents are like you're you're a product of incest. Okay. Which is insane and yeah. so irresponsible. That is stupid. And I remember, I, I, I like wrote like a couple tweets to the showrunner, like, "Do you understand like how how much shit that community has gotten, like, and like how shunned that community is already? And now you're going to throw this out there? Like, that's great. Yeah, really responsible. Anyway, okay, I'm done. No, that's Moving right. I, no, I Super cool. Good. We got a killer in a horror movie that is a hemophiliac. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so there's a... Okay, I have a couple notes here that I wanted to uh, yes. go over. There's a very funny moment of ADR in this movie where they're, you could tell they forgot... Uh, like they, they do not have confidence in the audience to understand the terrific 
well laid out story they're telling. So Stephen Dorff, during a transition, they show like a, the outside of a building. Yes. And he goes, we need to find a common link on these computers. <laughs> you can tell, it feels like he phoned, like literally phoned it in. Perfect. <laughs> um, I, I thought there was another thing I wanted to mention here too. This is the only movie. Okay, so a couple of fun facts as we're celebrating the an- anniversary. Yep. This is, okay, so this is a 3%, a 3% score on Rotten Tomatoes. And the first thing I thought when I looked at that is like, oh, well, I mean, it was 19 or 2002. Like, they probably don't have a ton of reviews or they have 100 reviews. There are only like four positive reviews. And I read the blurbs for the positive reviews and it's all people like saying like, oh, this movie's not very good. But I guess, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of (laughs) creeped out in moments. I'll give it a positive score. Yeah, I mean, you know. (laughs) Why not? This is one of uh, 21 movies to have an F. Okay. Um, And so it's... I think some of the other ones, like Mother, the Aronofsky movie, got an F. Uh, Bug, remember Bug, the Friedkin movie? Fucking terrible movie. <laughs> Awful. That's worse than this, no question. Uh, the Wicker Man, the Nick Cage movie, got an F. Cin- oh, wait, I'm sorry. F. I should explain where I'm, what I'm talking about. F Cinema Score. This is when they um, ask audiences, what you like as they come out of the movie, what grade you... I've never been asked this. I would love to be. Have you ever been asked? Yeah, what is the cinema... Like, how does this... What, so, a this cinema... Ha- so like, a, I get it, but it, like, it, it, this actually happens? Yeah, so, a cinema score... Uh, is when they ask audience as they come out of the movie, like what grade you would you give it? Uh, yeah. A B C yep. D. Okay. And honestly, like most of the time, like a B plus is considered a kind of a middling. Like a, like a yeah, you don't okay. want a B plus. So they're like, this is an F. Like these movies, people came out of the man. The audience members came that's out rough, and they're like, I give this an F. I hated this movie. So like Mother, the Aronofsky movie, that makes sense too because it's such a that's that's insane, that movie is yeah yeah. But The Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage got an F. Um, it's oh, a bad movie. Alone in the Dark. Uwe Boll. I believe Uwe's got another one out here. But A uh, Wolf Creek, which is a movie like the Australian. Um, I get uh, it. Yeah. I get it. That is not a crowd pleaser. That, yeah, that's a fair point. In the Cut, the Ruffalo and Meg, uh, Meg Ryan movie. Oh, that's a bad movie too. Yeah, that's very similar to like Eight Millimeter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's kind, yeah, kind, kind of skeevy. It's, it, yeah, it's it's very, it's like sexy skeevy though, a little bit. Solaris, 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 that's not good. Clooney, yeah, it's, that's just boring. Doctor T and the Women, the, the Richard Gere movie, man, is the that gynecologist. That bad? Is it that bad? I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's his wife is admitted. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna read this blurb from the website I have pulled up, and I can see why this may. Richard Gere plays Texas gynecologist Dr. T, who cares for the wealthiest women in Texas, but but his life turns upside down when his wife is admitted into a mental institution. Dr. T finds comfort only with his golf instructor, (laughs) Bree. I guess I didn't know the plot. (laughs) Dr. T. (laughs) Okay. Lost Souls. Doesn't sound good. Lost Souls. That's a Winona Ryder movie. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, she's like the Antichrist or yeah, something. Yeah, it's bad. Lucky, daughter is? <laughs> Lucky Numbers, the John Travolta Tim Roth Never movie. saw that. No, me neither. Apparently it's awful. Eye of the Beholder with Ewan. Never saw that either. Which was, uh, which was another skeevy movie. So there you go. Those are the other... Um, not, uh, we should we should review all these. <laughs> just celebrate the anniversary of should all we, these. We should have a, yeah. What we should do a new podcast just to talk about the F movies. I love it. <laughs> what was the quote I wrote down? I and mean, then we can get out of here. Uh, the secret soul of the internet is what they call it. Uh, I don't know. 
There you go. That's the end of. Well, is, before we get out of there, is there anything you've been watching that you want to talk about real no. quick? <laughs> I mentioned all of us are dead. That's that's it. That's, that's about it. it. Um, I talked about Tales from Walking Dead. I finished the Resident Evil show. Are you going to watch that or no? Okay, I would... I, I considered it after after that weird initial buzz for like the first couple episodes died down. And then they canceled it. And people went, "This is actually not very good." And then it got canceled. So. There's I I think um, a friend of the show and has been on the show, John Street. I think you said mentioned like he watched the whole thing. He watched the whole thing as well. I thought he said me. I don't want to speak for him. But he said it gets a little bit better around episode seven, four. four. Oh, okay. Was it four? So there's I a. I can't remember what he said. Something actually. happens in four, and I do. I agree with him. It gets more interesting, but it's just I am of the, of the belief that it is not good. Pretty much the entire. Yeah. Time. Is the alligator sweet? Yeah. Oh, it's cool looking. Yeah. Hmm. There was some money put behind it, which is probably why it got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard the Westerplicity is pretty funny. I liked that episode actually. Well, the thing is, it's not an entire episode; it's just like ten Part, minutes. But yeah. it's a, he's really good in the show. Yeah, um, he's good in everything. Yes, yeah, he is a bright spot in the show. And yeah. it's not like it's not the worst show I've ever watched. Yeah. But it's also one of those things where I I just kind of finished it. Out. You're not crying any tears over its cancellation, right? And I I feel bad for anybody that is like I'm sorry. Like I, it's always a bummer when a show you like gets canceled because you do. That's one of the tough things about TV shows and why. I think they could, they could crack the code on Resident Evil. I just don't know how they haven't done it yet. It's weird, right? I don't know what the issue is. Yeah, I feel like you could do you could do it with a, with a relatively reasonable budget too. So I don't get it. They'll figure it out one day, maybe or not. You think it's time to give up on Resident Evil? No, 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 not necessarily. I don't know what you do at this point. Yeah. I think at this point you just make Resident Evil 7 the movie. That creepy Baker mansion with the oh, yeah. family and stuff. Yeah, you know what? That's just You know that. what? The game's kind of reached a point, too, with 6, right? Where, where people, they had to it, cycle the, back. They're like, we gotta, we've gotta, we got to do something different here. Maybe, yeah. maybe 6 is, Go smaller or 7 is scope. a nice yeah. jumping That might point. be the best bet. Yeah. And then you could do Village if you wanted to. For sure. If you, if the, if the, Did I tell you I finished Village? Yeah. I did finish Village. Yeah. What do you think? I think you were okay. I liked it. I, I yeah. liked it, but I'm, seven's better. I think I'm with you. I I like seven better. Yeah. yeah. So my yeah my rankings are still four than seven. Yeah. I think. And then yeah. uh no 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 sorry I should say four, two, and probably one. Four two remake. Yeah yeah. The two remake yeah. And then seven seven's right up there. So those are the ones I love. And then seven eight is after or Village is after. Seven that, and yeah. then five and six are down for me. Yeah. Oh, three's whatever. You excited for the four remake? Yes, because yeah. I think. Oh, that was something we didn't touch about. There are a couple of uh, games coming out in the fall. Yeah. Last of Us remake. Are you excited for that? No. Okay, you didn't like the Last of Us. No, I love it. I don't. It doesn't need a remake. Okay. It's it, like it still works. I don't understand why we're doing that. And then Midnight Suns is that still coming out, or do they get pushed back into next year? <laughs> Okay. No, I'm not excited for that either. Um, You're not excited for that? No, no. Okay. No. It should be a Midnight Suns game. Why the fuck is... I'm going to do it again. I got all fired up. Just started talking about that Ryan Felipe show. No, why is it a... Like, it's not a Midnight Suns game. Because it has, like, Wolverine and stuff in why, it? I can accept Wolverine. Why is Iron Man in a Midnight Suns game? Uh, that's why is hard. Captain Marvel... Why is Captain America in a Midnight Suns game? His character's, why is Spider-Man in this game? None of these, and I know why they're in the game. I know the answer to the question, okay? Because they sell yeah. things, or they proceed to sell things. But it, that's not, the, that's the Avengers. Right. So what are we doing? 
<laughs> don't get it. Are we getting that wolf, uh, Werewolf by Night yes. show? Okay. It'll be announced at Disney. D23. Is yes. that coming up soon? Yes. It's got to be. Is that this weekend or next weekend? Probably next. They wouldn't do a Labor Day weekend, right? No, it'll be the following, I think. Um, yes, we are getting the Werewolf by Night thing. Michael Giacchino directed. Excuse me, what? Yeah, it's his directorial debut. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah. Fan. Fantastic. How sweet is that? We are doing oh, that. He's on, scoring too. We are talking about that on the Oh, 100%. Podcast. No, that'll that'll be a that's we're going to cover that. Apparently it's pretty fucking sweet too. Yeah. It's not just like World by Night like there's like it's like man thing. It's like a like a bringing them all. This is good news. I'm excited. I have been a little bit uh I've been watching She-Hulk. I haven't I'm watched kinda, it yet. I'm kind of like I want to like it more. Yeah. But yeah. It's just not. I yeah. Uh, I don't know. It hasn't, hit, it hasn't hit for me, and I don't think it's good. I like it. I would like this is one where I would like to see a traditional style like case of the week with like a lower tier Marvel character. Yeah, it makes show. sense. And that's not what we're getting. What we're getting is a super long She Hulk movie, and it's fine. It's not bad. It's just I'm not. I'm not into it. I I I will check it out soon, probably. But yeah, I'm not like. There's something else I want. Tell me when Daredevil shows back up. Well, Hulk Hulk has shown up. Yeah, the incredible. I don't like that guy. Hulk. I don't like Smart Hulk too much. Yeah, he's lame, right? He's boring. <laughs> Fucking watch that. <laughs> I just get, just show, Mark Ruffalo. Just show Ruffalo. Yeah, it is just Ruffalo. Just get him without the makeup. But he probably doesn't want to do it because he'd have to be on set, so he could just voice. Yeah, it's just sweet for him. <laughs> he could just voice. Awesome. <laughs> no, I, 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 he's, he was he was fun and he was a welcome addition and. When he first showed up, I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, he's finally got it figured out. That's kind of a cool character. Okay, he finally kind of... But, you, like, the character arc happens off screen. The resolution of that happens off screen. Right. Um. So, yeah, you get the immediate, like, ha-ha, it's funny because it's Hulk, but he's smart. But now he's just, like, I don't want to see him anymore. Like, give me Angry Hulk again, please. Anyway. Werewolf by Night's going to be sweet, so... The yeah. last show I want to talk about here is the show called Primal, real quick. I, I don't know if I've talked about him this I don't before. Think so. Gendy uh, Tartakovs- Tartakovsky, who did the I think the early Clone Wars, but he's probably best known for I think Samurai Jack is what he's best known. Oh, for. I know the show. Yeah, yeah. the caveman, the cool the caveman, caveman yeah. like kind of like the guy in his dinosaur. Yeah, he's like a Conan looking dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Season two is finishing up right now. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, Oh, we did some work on sweet. Batman anime series. Batman anime series. I want to bring this up too because I have backup now from Chris Evans, who yeah. tweeted out how much he loves this show. Primal, and I like. I was like, hell yeah, brother! Welcome aboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome aboard, Chris. It's sweet, huh? Uh, Primal is like the like the most bitchin' show Ugh. ever. <laughs> it's like the first season. Is it is, only on Max though? Max, if you have cable, Cartoon Network, but yeah, Max is what okay. it's on. Um, I'm sure you could, yeah, you can find it. So, all right. Um, if you if you know if you have a if you have a cable login from somebody, you can download the Cartoon Network. App. I might be able to make that happen, yeah. <laughs> and I believe it's on there because that's that's how I watch it. Um, is yeah through YouTube TV, but um, I just because like the first season is mostly it's like kind of like a silent film, or yes. like a silent, it's mostly silent. The second season there is a little bit more dialogue in it. But it's it's just nuts. It's <laughs> it rocks. It's like hyper violent and just cool as hell. And oh yeah, everything I've seen from it, I'm like, this looks so sweet. <laughs> it's, it is. I've on, I've been on an animated kick lately. I like a lot. There's a lot of animated shows out awesome out there that I really dig. So cool. All right, 
we can get out of here now. But I wanted to mention Bravo before we go. Excellent. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, take care out there. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Bye.